And a good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. Show 62 of the, uh, the we're over a year now we've been doing this. I know. Joe sent an email out this week. I want to talk a little bit, maybe combine it with the biggest sports stories of the year. So if you're on Facebook and you want to, you know, what do you think was the biggest sports story of the year? As well as talk about maybe this, the biggest sports stories from a media's perspective, what we thought. Maybe even what, your favorite. There you go. And so, you know, what, when you think about what happened this year in media, obviously the Colin Kaepernick and the NFL kneeling down probably led in, if you had to count the number of stories we've done and overall. But, you know, what else happened this year in sports? So we'll kind of recap it and kind of talk about maybe what, what people think are the biggest sports stories of the year. What, what, what's your th- initial thoughts, Joe? Well, I, I mean, obviously, no-brainer is – Colin Kaepernick with the protests and how that's gone and lent itself outside of football a great deal. So that's probably the most divisive or the most controversial story of the year, and certainly the one, as you mentioned, that probably received the most coverage this past year. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, And it's still going on in in a way, and I've even heard where people are still bringing up Kaepernick's name to be signed late in the year, even – this year, this week, by the Eagles, and he, and he, I guess they. Oh, he, that would have, that would actually be a great if he's in, if he if he can throw. Yeah, right. Now, but I guess the Eagles immediately said no. They don't. They're not going to go with another quarterback. They're going to go with uh, who they have since Carson Wentz got hurt. So focus is pretty solid though. Yeah, and they got. He's another, one of the teams where they actually have a good yeah, backup. So. So some of the other stories in the end, we will steal a lot of this from Bleacher Report, so we'll give Bleacher Report uh, kudos there, is the, what they thought were the biggest media stories. And I just kind of, we'll just go through some of them. Um, but one of the first one they listed was whether or not NFL and N- NBA players should again have the right to go from high school to pro, where in baseball you do have the right to go high school to pro, and in golf and other sports you do too. But in the NBA and the NFL, you either have to play you know one or three years competitively uh, to be able to do. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, we're in America. I mean, aside from today, voting against net neutrality, for, I mean, that's God, why the- for God's sake. That's probably what it is right <laughs> now. I mean, how could you not? What's what's more democratic and American than net neutrality, you know? And probably do a whole show on that that would not be able to stream because they'd want to block us some <laughs> damn way. Uh, but anyway, uh, what was the question? Uh, high school. <laughs> I went off on her. High oh, school. high school. Yeah, of course they should be able to. I think anybody who's 18 years old, should you should be able to get drafted into the NBA, the NFL. You should be able to drink. You should be able to smoke. You can, I mean, whatever. You're 18 years old. You're an adult in this country. All right. I, I, I think you're right on everything, but I don't know if the NFL would actually take any 18 or 19 year olds. You know, unless well, they were an absolute just like a Herschel Walker specimen type of player that was just unbelievable for an 18 year old. I just don't know how many 18 and 19s are year olds are ready to play. Well, if they want to, is one thing. They should be allowed. Oh yeah, allowed I think, for sure. I, I agree with you. I think the NFL is the one sport where physically they're not ready. Yep, they, Even Herschel Walker is an 18 year old or 19 year old. He wouldn't have been near. I mean, he, he was a stud by the time he was a sophomore and junior in college, you know, with Georgia there. But he would have been banged up quite a bit early on. That's the one sport. The NBA, you can go in. Baseball, you can go in. Hockey, you can go in. The NFL, if you're going to, you're, yeah. you're just not ready. It takes you at least two, three, four years to grow into that body. All right. Next uh, topic, the Washington Redskins isn't a defensive name, and should they change it? Absolutely. It's uh, how, how is it not? Think of any – any sort of pejorative for any ethnicity or women 
And are you going to want to have that? You know, for some reason, tradition makes it okay. Yeah. What? What do you think? Uh, it's a, it, when you think of the name Washington Redskins, it's become part of our, uh, you know, as a lexicon of, of what, we, what we say, and we don't think about it. But when you actually think physically and picture Redskins and uh, that we have named a National Football League team after them, it it's really is a horrible an offense. And I don't know why they wouldn't want to change it. You, when you think about changing it, it's not about that you're losing your identity. It's how much more money you can make off something new and moving forward and and actually maybe here's an idea doing the right thing <laughs> i know it's a novel idea joe that's that, that <laughs> hasn't happened for well over a year okay so there you go <laughs> net neutrality there you go so redskins should change all right next topic i'm just going to go rapid fire through some of okay. these today we're having a good time and if you have things that you want to list on facebook that you think is the biggest sports story of the year just say that and we'll talk about it college football playoff is four good enough should it be eight or should it be more Joe Gisandi with eight. the first call. Absolutely eight. Four is not enough. We should not be debating who should be in there. You and I have covered this a yep. lot this past year, and everybody across the country is covering it. Um, we absolutely should have an eighteen team playoff. It's a no-brainer that it should it, be eight. It's yes. not. It, it, yes. It's without question it should be eight. Power five conferences, best team from all the rest of the conferences that they vote on, and then two at-larges, which would include the Notre Dames and all the other conferences, and then this. Five, this year would be, you know, think about the teams that you get in there. The yeah. five power five and definitely UCF. UCF would be the most exciting team to be in the playoffs. And they may year. be the eighth seed, even if they are, but it doesn't matter. They, they would as have as a shot. As long as you're in there, you have a chance. You're telling me I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Instant replay, uh, you know, baseball, basketball, football, hockey are all using it. Uh, people are used to it. It's part of our sports, you know, um, I don't know what the word is, but it's just w- it's how we— It's become part of the heritage of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's— um, Do you think it should be adapted, changed, taken back, used more? What, do you th- what are your thoughts? Well, in the NFL, you're able to find out, and in, in, in Major League Baseball, you're able to get—you want to get the calls right. So— They've had these in all of these different sports, and, and, and they're going, and they're making sure it's right. That said, I loathe it. I, I, I thought I can't <laughs> believe I, I hate it so much. It, I want to watch a game, and I don't want to have all these breaks where they're looking at videotape. Let the officials, these officials in all levels are unbelievably good. And they're right, would, would you venture to say 97, 95% of the time at least in the calls that they're making? Probably. Based upon the in rules baseball, that they have to? In baseball, for sure, they're, 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 you know, they're right that much. I don't think you can do that much more changing in, in baseball. Uh, you know, ba- and basketball is such a fast sport. I mean, really the only thing they really change is who, who, not, who got – not if it was a three and who knocked the ball out of bounds. That's what it comes down to in basketball. In football, there's so many more intricacies because right. they've just changed the sport so much about what is a touchdown, what's a catch, and things like that. I don't know what you can do either, but I agree. Instant replay. If it went away, I don't think we would miss it. Um, but with high definition TV, when it is an obvious missed call, it is nice to have. So I I lean a little towards you, but I also there's a little bit of me that thinks it's not going away. So maybe I know we have to hold on. Well, to Well, maybe it. simplify the rules, and then you'd that have to be make the, so many of these damn calls. That mean, would be one of those novel ideas. Novel ideas. That's what we should name our book we write together, Joe. <laughs> novel ideas. Novel ideas. You know, yeah. use your brains, folks. Yeah, because I know you've talked about this a great deal, and I'm I'm completely behind you. And that there's you you look at a play, especially in the NFL, splash, and you're going, okay, where's the flag? No flag. And sometimes you have to wait three to five yeah. seconds. It's not right away. Yeah. Suddenly there's that delayed flag. I think that a legal motion, I don't care about a legal motion. Is that really going to affect it? it? Somebody rocks a little bit. Yeah. Unless you overtly go across the line. Yeah. I think offensive players should be able to move the same way defensive players could. That way, you, not, not because I think it's an advantage, because I just want to hear it anymore. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yep. I, I, that's a great one. All right. Hall of Fame, uh, I guess mostly this is about baseball because – 
at some point— Because no one cares about the other Hall yeah, of Fames. I, and honestly, with, without Dale Murphy being voted in this year, I don't care about the Hall of Fame either. But because I know you're a baseball fan, we have to talk about this. Hall of Fame, should it include at some point steroid users, whether they have their own wing, their own you know little exclamation point on their plaque, uh, yay yeah, yeah or nay? Um, I I just don't care anymore about steroids one way or the other, and I think that's how the voters are, and I think they're getting worried. And that's why Joe Morgan wrote that note to voters earlier this year. Um, so Roger Clemens was probably a Hall of Famer before he took the steroids. Yeah, he's going to be in. Uh, Barry Bonds, was he a Hall of Famer beforehand? Uh, probably, Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Uh, McGuire was probably the, the biggest difference maker. He was a borderline, and, and we don't know if he took – Steroids or what was it? Andro. And yeah, and, and I don't ask me to pronounce that name. Yeah, and um, which I butchered that name. But, but I mean, they've allowed him back into baseball. So my opinion is, you know, he's, he's one of the ones baseball, that's got back yeah. in. So I don't know why he would not. And I'd vote in Pete Rose too. For oh, that that's wrestling. a given. I mean, that, I mean. that's he's Joe Jackson. I mean, uh, these guys. You know, shoeless Joe needs to be in. I, well, and I, I my thing is, listen, you, if those guys can't get in. Then why the hell are we letting Jack Morse and Alan Trammell in? Yep. I figured th- those guys I don't think are Hall of Famers. I think they're borderline Hall of Famers, and it doesn't kill me for them well, to be in. But if they're in, and you have Pete Rose, and you don't have Joe Jackson, and you don't have Roger Clemens, and you don't have Barry, Barry Bonds, then it's not a real Hall of Fame. And on top, on top of that, they also have to vote people in so that that uh, Veterans Committee can stay relevant. Because if they don't vote anybody in, then that that committee's irrelevant. So it's really they didn't they don't need to put the the time limits on how many how many years you're eligible. Just if you're eligible, you're eligible, and the voters know good enough to vote them in. They don't need to have another whole set of rules. It for used the to veterans be 10, 15 years. Now it's ten years. Yeah. You're allowed to be in. And with all these steroids guys on there, they continue to be on the on the block. They continue to get votes and pull them away from these other people. That said. We're getting a lot of people in the Hall of Fame these last couple yeah. of years. I mean, there's the one year we had And the other thing, zero, I still think my idea is best, and I can't get hardly anybody to agree with me. If you want to let the Pete Roses and the Barry Bonds in and the Roger Clemens in, and but you don't think they deserve the full whatever you want to call it when they get into the Hall, don't let them have a speaking part at the ceremony. They're in the Hall of Fame, but they do not get inducted, and they don't get the fancy ceremony. You just put their bust in the Hall of Fame. That way they don't get the 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 they don't they're not as equal to the great players that we've seen that get this the speech and with their parents and their friends and their coaches around they're just put in the hall of fame without the ceremony. You could, but I'd let them talk. I mean, I just, let's let everybody talk. If you're well, in, I'm just saying yeah. if you want to separate what the true hall of famers to maybe the guys that are you know that that have you're skewed try- the game a little bit. You're trying to nudge the people who really can't get it right, and you're trying to get them to get it right. Yep. Um, or at least in our opinion, of yep. course, getting it right. The one that surprises me, Marvin Miller. Does not get in. This is a guy who transformed baseball. I understand why some people hate him, especially owners, because he. he helped, your, you, with, you, you answered your own question. But this is veteran committee is also packed with lots of players. This guy absolutely is a Hall of Fame person. If Bud Selig or any of these other owners. What are there, he did he is, is Hall of Fame worthy, uh, but I think he was so loathed by so many of the owners. Not by the players. They, no, no, by they, the owners. Adored. Yeah. And. and so that, I think that's the only reason, and they must still have some kind of pull there. Is the only thing I, I, that's a pure guess on my part. I have no idea, but I remember growing up and me, reading the name Marvin Miller, how he was the, changing the game back when I was ten or twelve years old. Yeah, it was like seventy three yeah. when you know so free agency. Maybe younger than that, I guess I was, so. Yeah, there you go. Staying on the baseball uh, topic, the designated hitter. Uh, should it stay or should it be transformed into both leagues? I can't stand the World Series when when the American League team has to use a pitcher who's batted like five times in their career. Uh, that's my personal opinion. It, it needs to be both or neither. But it cannot be 
you can't have two different leagues playing for a championship where it does it really does handicap one team when it's in the, when it's in the National League Park. No, absolutely. I mean, I say you get rid of the designated hitter when you get rid of the place kicker and the quarterback starts punting drop kicks through the through the goal. There's sports are specialized now. Our professions are specialized. It used to be you were a generalist and you did all kinds of things and pick pick any profession. Sports is no different. Why not? You have uh, one-inning relievers getting into the Hall of Fame. Mariano Rivera, is there any doubt that he's a Hall of Famer? Of course not. Let's, let's let this DH go in the National League. This whole idea of more strategy, no, there's, it's, I don't find that, that the people are bigger brains in the National League. And a lot of the American— who's look, look at the Astros this year. I mean, they use a lot of strategy down the stretch to, yes. to win the World Series, and, and they had the DH. So, yeah, I, I agree. I don't care either way. I just want it in both. I want it to be even. It's either in or out in both leagues, and, and the time is, is now to make that change. If you want to make the sport more exciting, why would you say, hey, every ninth batter we're going to have somebody swing as if you were Ira at yeah. that? That's ridiculous. And the other thing is, why major league players who played baseball their entire life cannot hit the broadside of a barn when they're a pitcher? What has happened to them? Why can't they take batting practice and hit? That is another thing. It is another topic for another day. Shohei Otani yeah. from Japan is going to transform the way game is played. We'll see that. That'll I be, don't think he'll be doing both in three years. That'll be a topic in July, Joe. <laughs> All right. Uh, we yeah, talked a little bit about the over. kneeling down of the NFL players. We'll skip that one up. I want to go up to running up the score. Been a lot of that lately. There was a college basketball game there, a high school basketball game the other day. It was 100 Two to How nothing. about Northwestern and Chicago State? Northwestern, Chicago State. A little bit of Illinois last it was night against Longwood. Fifty-nine to six at one point. Six. So fifty-nine to six. And, I, and in pro sports, I've always heard the analogy is you know we're professionals. You, you if you can't if you don't like the score being run up on you, you know do something about it by beating us or, or playing harder. But in amateur athletics, there should be a little bit more show of sportsmanship. I would think. I'm not a big fan of running up the score. You can't tell kids not to try, though, in basketball. You know, But what do you do? Because you can't just dribble for four minutes. You have to shot clock. Uh, makes you have to shoot. So, I, uh, One of the best explanations I ever heard uh, was Steve Spurrier years ago when they were playing and still scoring later in the game. And that was with a second and third string in there. And he says, I'm training these guys to be competitive. I can't tell these guys to lay back. What he did is he didn't. He took his first string out, but I would tell my second, third, fourth, depending how deep you are and what sport you are, go for it. This is your chance to shine and get some experience. So if you can't stop my third string, then tough. Yep. And a lot of these teams, the other thing you keep in mind. I wouldn't mind, put my first string in. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're a high school game, remember that one basketball yeah. game was 100 to 6? Yeah, in, there's in one Texas. The other day was Put your third string in and have an. And, and, of course, if the third string after 5, 10 minutes is really blowing them out, at that point, maybe. There, there should be. A, not in high school. There, should, there is a slaughter rule, right? In, there, in football, there's a 40-point rule, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, so, they're, you know, and there's nothing. Just look around. Hey, the game's over. We're, we're going home now. Let's just go home. Yeah, yes, yep. exactly. All right. um, should athletes have to talk to the tap, media? They'd have to tap three times, <laughs> like in, in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. which is another thing that drives me nuts. But don't let me start okay. on that. It's a, it's a four-point back point, and you can tap out. To me, if you tap out, you tap out. But yes. we won't go there. Uh, athletes, should they have to talk to the media? Um, I don't think personally they have to, but if you're running a league and you don't want to have your players talking to the media, you're an idiot. Because the the, the way you get make most of your money is by the dissemination of sport, right? You're, oh, you're, you're heavily involved with that. I'm involved with that. The way you make your money is by getting it on TV, and part of that is access to players and coaches. So if you're not having them talk, people aren't going to care as much. So I don't think they should have to, but I think you're an idiot if you don't, as a league, force your players to talk. 
we're going to let you have that one because I agree with you 100. percent You know, it, it, it's you know, you, they don't have to say anything, but they should have to talk. Right. <laughs> Marshall Clark, was it? Right. Uh, Marshall, uh, Mar- not Marshall. Uh, you're talking about Beast Mode. There. Yeah, Beast Mode. I can't think of his name. Marshawn Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Uh, you, know, it, you know, he just kept saying the same things over and over. Now, one that's come up, I want to talk a little bit last week, and I get to it. Uh, obviously, the Winter Olympics are coming up, and you know, just in February, and they're in South Korea, and I'm, um, which is obviously just Scary. south of North Korea. <laughs> uh, should our United States team um, go? I mean, I, I think that's a question that's really been not asked enough. But I mean, your thoughts? Should they go? If the athletes want to go, let them go. I mean, think about this. You train for four years to a sport that, by, by it, many standards, are obscure. You talked about that. But I'm saying not even worrying about the anything about their athletics and the, and, the, and the time they put into it. Should America make these kids go to potentially into a disaster? I, what, we don't make them. If they don't want to go, they don't have to go. But if you qualify, you're going. So if you don't want to go to South Korea, then don't compete. Okay. Don't you think? I don't know. I think someone needs to speak on their behalf, and I don't know if that's the president. I don't know if it's the American Olympic Committee or, or something, but you know, at some point we are putting these kids potentially, and again I say potentially, in harm's way by sending them to South Korea, and it scares me a little bit. I don't th- Well, are, are Americans allowed to go travel to South Korea right yes, now? Yes, they are. Well, they're putting themselves – they're choosing for that too. So I, I do not see a difference. I realize it's the Olympics. That might be the one we disagree else. on. That's okay. We can yeah. disagree. Well, I mean, you can be wrong once in a while. I, I can be. You're right. <laughs> no, I mean, not I, on this one. I, 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 under, I understand what you're saying. I just, I just think if they want to go – I get you. I understand. There's so many stories I read from the from the '80 Olympics and the '84 Olympics, where you know the Russians who didn't come in '84 because that was a reaction to us not going in '80s. These people trained for four years, and if they want to go, I just say let them go. But we can disagree. Rapid fire on a couple of things here. Lavar Ball family, have you had enough? Oh, I had enough from the beginning. So (laughs) I mean, but you know, he's. He's getting he's getting opportunities for his kids they might not otherwise have. There you go, Houston Astros. Talk about that, you know, winning the World Series. Did you ever think you would hear the day when we said Houston Astros won the World Series? Oh hell, the Cubs did. <laughs> Great answer. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, two-time defending Cup champs. When you think about some of the biggest stories of the year, they're right in there. Even though hockey is not a, a prime sport, it's still a great story. One of the uh, first repeat teams in a long time. I love watching hockey. But I don't follow it. I love it live. If I lived in a hockey town, I would be all in for a team. But being outside, I don't think outside of those very loyal fans like yourself, I know being a Penguins fan, I don't think people care. Okay. Don't Good. you? Don't I agree 100%. Uh, Patriots over the Falcons in the Super Bowl, down 28-3. That 28-3 thing never will go away for Atlanta. Never. Uh, so that, that was another big story. Until they win. <laughs> USA soccer not going next uh, to the World Cup next year. That was a really big story this year, but it, it's going to be bigger next year when the World Cup starts and all of the uh, money that's been put into the TV rights show no USA team. Rewind my Penguins comments. Okay. It's, I don't think people care. You don't think people care. I, I mean, I love ho- I love soccer. Now you're now, a soccer man. I'm going to watch it regardless okay. because I, I go into World Cup with men playing, assuming they're going to lose early. Yep. So I, I start <laughs> thinking, who else do I want to see? Good answer. 
Tiger Woods made a slight comeback at the end he of the did. year, resurrected his career after a bad start and divorce and DUI and everything. Um, not a big Tiger Woods fan personally, but yeah, I tell you what, I was kind of rooting for him just yes. to have a good turn. I didn't want him to really win it, but I wanted him to be back there just because. Ricky you know, Fowler won that, right? Didn't uh, he? You're asking the wrong guy there. Oh, okay. but, but I know Tiger was in contention through yes. two rounds and had that bad yeah. third round. Yeah, so I, that's good for sports if he's back. I mean, I'm, oh, it's, it's good for golf. Everybody in golf wants that to happen. There's no doubt about it. All he right, is move. definitely good for golf. What did I forget, Joe? Any other topics? No, but it was funny because I was, I was doing some research here. I, some stories we may have missed, which I certainly did. There's a Canadian tennis player. Her name is, uh, I think her name is pronounced as Jeannie Bouchard. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember. Did she auction off a date or something? To well, her? she was debating during the Super Bowl about how um, the Falcons were going to win. And this guy goes, oh, yeah, that's serious. How about a date if you lose? And they end up going on a date. But the thing that's interesting is that they're still sort of seeing each other. That's cool. And I, I usually don't get caught up in stuff like that, but I'm thinking, wow, that's really interesting. This guy, I think he was a college student in Mizzou or something like that. So uh, that, that, that's an interesting story from the past year. I think uh, in light of all of the – every day it's, the headline is, okay, who's, who, yeah, who, who, they, who did some sexual abuse from the past? NFL and, Network was hit this week. Oh, my Tavis goodness. Smiley from PBS last yes. night. So it's, yeah. And I forget the two this morning. This morning I went, oh, those, Spurlock, those are two. Yeah. yeah, that was it. But in light of all that, how the heck does Gronkowski get away with with those booty-filled videos <laughs> and everything? It's kind of it's kind of a counterbalance to the. It's it's kind of funny in some ways, but also going, wow, this goes against all of those. For others. some reason, Gronk he, he, gets he gets a pass Teflon. on everything. Teflon. He is Teflon Gron. Yep. Is um, a, a couple of the others. I was thinking about some of the bigger stories from the past year. We talked about a little bit about the uh, um, the commissioner there, but. Mayweather McGregor was a bigger story, I think, this year than many people thought. I never had thought. No, it was we didn't really think about big. it, but it was it was slammed down our throats so much it became a big deal. And now, uh, you know, you, uh, you, I couldn't tell you another boxing or uh, UFC fight that's happened, but at that time, that week, it was monster. Yeah, absolutely. And and and, and as far as media, the story that just came out this week, even it's towards the end. I think that Verizon deal is going to be huge. Oh. It was streaming, don't you think? I think so, and it, it, I've also you know the net neutrality rule was voted on a while ago, and it you know that's going to change things. That's going to yeah. Then Fox buying or Disney buying part of you know some of the twenty first century Fox. Uh, that's going to so the landscape of sports is going to is going to change. But if we're going to if people are are willing people willing to pay more for the internet to have a faster service and better service. Um, and some people are not going to be able to afford it simple. So that's going to that's what's really going to break out in the next you know two to three years. Well, be interesting is that. I didn't realize till halfway through the season that I can watch NFL games on my Verizon. Next year, apparently going to stream all the way, and I have Apple TV. I, I'll be able to stream all the games on my television next year. That's, I mean, that's transforming what, the but, game. But at what cost? That's going to be what's well, going to be interesting. I, if Verizon, we'll see if they'll raise. Oh, they're going to raise the price. <laughs> oh, they would. They would raise prices. Now that they're allowed. Yes, I, I, I got a feeling you. Yeah. Damn it. So we have a few <laughs> minutes left, but I believe uh, is this our last show of the year, right? Yes, yeah, it so is. The last show of the year, so until January or so. So we're going to recap it with what was the last show of midseason, The Walking Dead. Spoiler alert. So if you have not seen the last episode, uh, there's a couple spoilers that are going to come out in the next few minutes. And Joe and I will have our opinions on what used to be our favorite show. We still love, but we don't know if we're in love with. Yeah. Fair enough way to say it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, why, why don't you recap just a couple of the things? Well, what I've recapped is that this the entire eight episodes of this fall season were basically all happened in a one- to two-day period. Yep. So that is kind of, that gives you some answers. What happened in the final episode was that, you know, 
they thought they had the walkers surrounding the saviors and that all the quote unquote our people were going to you know move on and 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 basically in negan well negan's people got out and uh basically exactly what we thought was happening was the opposite now negan's people are a little bit more in charge uh negan blew up alexandria uh but the big news of course was that carl which is rick grimes's son on the show was bitten. Now, they didn't show him being bitten in the final episode, which really confused people. Had the internet going crazy for about a 48-day period. Sure. So you actually have to go back to episode 6 when he, when Carl and Sadiq, I believe that's how you pronounce yes, his name, I think so. were in the woods fighting some walkers, and there was a really inconspicuous scene that you didn't really know at the time was Carl getting bit. Now, fast forward to episode 8, and that's when Rick finds him in the tunnel. Uh, in the sewer, and that's where we stand. It was a really, it was really quick, and you could see Rick's eyes were terrified. And then it cut to black, and now we have to wait until the spring, whenever they're going to come back. February, February, to find out, you know, um, Carl's d- demise, because it seems like that's what's going to happen. I don't think they can back out of this one, but there's always a way, I'm sure, right? Well, it is TV. Well, it was interesting. I don't know if you watched much of The Talking Dead afterwards. With uh, I did not because I didn't get to see the show to the next day, so I did not watch The Talking oh, Dead. Oh, okay. Well, it, you know, it was. Uh, they asked. I think it was Scott Gimple, isn't that the the director? I think Scott Gimple was the one on there. The guy that can't go outside right now because he might get stuff thrown at him. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they asked him, "Was he really bitten?" You know. So um, he said yes. He goes, and is things going to happen that usually happen with a bite? He goes, "Those are the things you would expect." <laughs> you know, he's kind of he was being more direct and normal. But I thought this was a brilliant move in this sense. You can't kill off a character like Carl in one show. You have to let people deal with it. And this is going to give people several months to come to terms with it. It's because I think people are angry, but not as angry. Imagine if he had just died. Yeah. People would have been lit up. Most of they didn't show the bite. Or at least we didn't think we saw right. the bite. The we- people would be flipping out if he had just died at the end of that in some manner. Yep. Now people are going to allow it to sort of stew and figure out what's going on there. But here's the other thing. If anybody's listening, maybe this is what you want to do. We have been talking from the beginning that we missed the first show, the episode. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they find a way, they find out where the CDC or some other place, and they go, they hear word that somebody has found a cure, and they take Carl, and they see if they can, then they go through new places, new, I don't know. I mean, just go somewhere. I, I think everything. I don't think is it's going to happen. Pay. I think there's a prayer. That's the only happen. reason I don't think that will happen because I saw the interview with uh, uh, Carl's real life father, and he was really angry because they had offered Carl in mid season a three year contract extension. Really? Yeah, and they and he was obviously going to accept it, and then they called Rick. They called you know uh, they called Rick and or Lincoln whatever his name is in real life, and they said Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln, you're not going to like what we've decided, and he and they said Andrew Lincoln just went through all the characters. And he finally got to Carl, and they said, yeah. And so they kind of knew midseason. And I don't understand why they would have – maybe the contract offer was a ploy not to you know, to spoil some of the stuff for the actors on set. So he was really mad that they pulled that. And so I think, and then Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl, has, has right. cut his hair and moved on to already auditioning, I guess, for other things. So 
I doubt very seriously he's going to come back. I hope you're right because he's, he's a great No, character. I don't think there's a prayer that that's going to happen. I think he's dying. Yeah. I don't think you can suddenly have, unless some alien comes from outer space and yeah. some sci-fi uh, twist to it, but that's not happening either. He, he's he's dead. It's just that they didn't want to do it in one show. That's a good idea. It, gives, it lets everybody go through the holidays thinking about it. They come back. Carl will die, and then, and then when he re- dies, it's like oh, it's it's like the difference. Well, between the, my your thing 80, is your ninety-five-year-old grandparent. At some point, else. the Walking Dead creators, writers, and producers are going to realize you keep killing off the characters we love, and you keep people like Negan on, and this lady from the junkyard who is completely unlikable. Eventually, we just all are going to throw our hands up in the air and say, "I'm done," because yes. it's just not yes. fun. The fans who've been with you for eight years to do this to us. Which character, which character or two that have died do you wish were, were back that you missed the most? I loved Glenn, um, and I loved Lori. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are the two that I think about that really would have made the would have, would have changed the direction of some of this stuff. Interesting. So. I I was never a Lori fan. I didn't like I didn't like her a whole lot. But I miss Herschel. Herschel would be yeah. It's it's like a, all and Glenn, Glenn Herschel the, and Glenn. Glenn was the one because he was so tough. He came from, like he was Abraham a, too, but he wasn't around long. Yeah, enough. he was. You know, Glenn was such a squirrel when he first started, and then he just turned into this just fighting warrior. And you know, the, yeah, the, yeah, it was it was. Just, I miss him a lot. So he would probably be the number one. Yeah, and there's plenty of people like you said that need to be killed off. That, that yeah, we'll see who gets killed off this year. I I think they've played out this. This war, this, this storyline yeah. right here. Well, well they're Something trying to sell us on the fact ha- that this was just one or two days, and so we. But in our, but it, it might have been one forever. or two days for you, Walking Dead. It took us three months for you to get to this point. One of my favorite aspects of this, I know we have to, to yeah. get off here, but one of my favorite things over the last, I don't know if it was a year, year and a half, is when they discovered the people who lived on the island. Oh, Oceanside? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, there's another group I learned. And even the people who lived inside, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the, trash ins- the trash people, that was interesting to some degree, too. I enjoy seeing these different little groups along the yeah. way, and that's what they've got away from. gotten away from. Absolutely. So there you go. That's our Walking Dead and end of the year recap. We'll be back, oh, probably that Thursday, the... In January, we'll let everybody know. We appreciate everybody listening and watching this yes, year. Yes, thank you so much. So have a great holiday season. We'll be back in about three weeks. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody. Happy holidays.